keep talking. So there's like that natural segue into a podcast, though, if you want. I mean, I mean that's can... always a a way that I find podcasts to feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends. Because oh, when have you have you tried that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, having friends. Yeah. No, no. My only all my friends are just podcasters that I that I talk to. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're like talking to them in person or like on a recording. You're just talking at a podcast while you listen to it on the train, and then yeah, I'm just thinks, sitting oh, on crazy the, Dan. I'm just sitting Dan. on the train with my headphones on, and then I go, <laughs> "Oh, Merlin, man, you're too much." Who's Merlin Mann? Do he's, tell. He's a big podcast person. How uh, he must not be that big if I haven't heard of him. Google Merlin Mann. Okay, so I've Googled Merlin Mann, and all it says is a big podcast person. There you go. There you go. He <laughs> is um, a famous podcaster of of some renown, and and a uh, wizard. I. If employed his services by anonymously sending him a massive stack of cash. Hmm. Which is a beautiful segue into our review of Knives Out because that is exactly what happened to Daniel Craig in mm-hmm. this movie. That was that was beautiful. That was absolutely was, beautiful. My plan also, was to talk about the the Bond trailer and then get in that way, but this works just as well. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, oh, a dare, a dare. I've been working all day, and then my neighbors were having like a house party. That's when you kick in their door and say, "If you're gonna be this loud, at least play the No Time to Die trailer." <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I should. I've I've heard it's great. I watched the Black Widow trailer, yeah, which has nothing to do with this movie. But I have to say, I think it's probably really obnoxious to see a whodunit film with me because the writer in me is constantly just like, well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's this. And I'm like going. I finally just started writing it down in my notes so that I could show. Because like, there's part of me that I feel validated when I guess things. Uh, because it makes me feel like I'm a good writer then. Sure. Which maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just an asshole, (laughs) but I, a few times definitely said something because I got so amped up. And so I assume the guy who sits next to me at movies might have been mildly annoyed with me. Although he denies being annoyed with me, I would probably have been annoyed with me. Yeah, But my, my biggest question about Knives Out, before we go into a full spoiler-filled review of this cinematic tour de force by Ryan Johnson. I don't know why I want to say Ryan Wilson, because I was like, <laughs> Rain Wilson? <laughs> um, is, did you, did you make guesses, and did they come to fruition? Um, yes. Not... All of them, I had my guesses before the movie started, and then I had guesses as the movie unfurled. Same. And I think also as the movie unfurled, like certain things, it was funny because there's certain things that I'm like, no, they're making it too obvious. Like there's no way that's it. It's got to be this guy that's like, seems like he's too good at his job. Like there's no way it's it. Um, 
and then it was and I'm like oh I guess like I maybe I just have more of an expectation for it to just be completely over my head at this juncture but uh, there were a few things that I I definitely guessed although I for a while was very skeptical of that the second police officer who was a big fan Mm, mm -hmm. of the author I thought like I was like there's no way that's all he's doing because he like knows these books and he has all this like you know he has all this exposition like all these menagerie animals are from his novel and like that stuff and how he's like the only one that's a fan and then the the statement of like no when when Christopher Plummer's in his last few minutes of life and he's like no just like regular cop is gonna guess this and but like my nephew made a very good comment which was clues are everywhere and there's that final like action scene where i started just yelling people can't tell when there's a fake knife people can't tell when there's a fake knife yep (laughs) and skylar was just like i forgot about that you realize you're the only one in the theater that remembered that Or I don't think he forgot about it, but I think I was the only one that made that connection of like this circle of knives. But I thought it was interesting because there's this very beautiful circle of knives. And then that statement that felt kind of out of nowhere that Christopher Plummer made. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, oh, it all comes back. And I got very confused because the final credit in the credits was Joseph Gordon-Levitt because I made a whole comment of like, it's weird that Joseph Gordon-Levitt wasn't in this because he's kind of like Ryan Johnson's like sweet baby child, like his like baby Yoda to his Mandalorian. Um, But he is in it, but he's the, he's, he's the uh, voice of the detective on the TV show that the sister's watching at the very beginning. Huh? Which I didn't get. Like, Skylar no, researched totally it when I went that. to the bathroom afterwards. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it, and I didn't see him? Yeah, I, that that would have been a nice... I'd like them to be to work on screen again together. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt needs to do another movie. Was, it, was he ever a stormtrooper? Was he a Probably. stormtrooper in the last oh, one? Oh, I'm sure. I feel like he must have been. Yeah. I don't know. They've done two other movies together, though, and they mm-hmm. were they were they were done well. They were. I like Brick. I wouldn't. I was thinking Looper myself, but you yeah. know. I like Looper for. I'm so sorry for all the editing you're gonna have to do of me, like gesticulating. By the way, I like Looper as a film, and I like um, Brick as a life goal, as a directorial exercise i think it's i think brick is more of an interesting film but looper's i think a better film that makes sense yes i think when i saw brick i was not in the right state of mind no you don't just see that cold that's not a nope Nope. you know it sounds good let's watch brick (laughs) it's a little too i'm feeling really happy you know what would change that watching brick yeah terrible So, so yeah, so we both saw Knives Out. You got to see it in an advanced screening. I, I unfortunately, had no life until very recently, so I did not. But it was a great Thanksgiving's, Thanksgiving Day romp because it's so family-oriented. And I love all these 
characters like it's just so fun when they come out and it's so fun the the roles like obviously we've reviewed both of the it films and so to have an alumni from the it films there mm-hmm. as a as a online troll <laughs> and just like there are so many characters and so many great actors i have recently got i mean the last six months got really into the righteous gemstones and to have someone from the righteous gemstones in there it just felt like an amazing cast and then to rest a majority of the plot i, I mean you've got like like keith stanfield in this in, in like a b plot role mm-hmm. uh, and he's ridiculous and so to have all these characters and to have them have these like bigger than life personalities and then to really really rest a majority of that film on a virtually unknown person was ballsy and amazing and i get that she was in blade runner the new the blade runner what 20 2049 is it 2049 Mm -hmm. yep yeah um and so i get that uh also fun fact she's in the new james bond Mm -hmm. um i just saw that uh, but and she's also Cuban because they constantly are guessing where she's talking about where Saying she's from incorrectly, and they're like she's like family, and I'm like, but none of you know where she is, and, and like there are those moments that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to, but it is really funny. And when they offered to support her, I immediately was like, they're not going to support her. She's going to get everything. (laughs) But she, uh, particularly when she's in scenes with Christopher Plummer or Mm -hmm. with Chris Evans. So Mm -hmm. with the Chris's, I feel like she shines, but she is amazing. And she's, she has some caricature elements, caricature, caricature elements with like the, she can't lie or she vomits and stuff like that, but it all makes sense in the end and it all works. And to allow her to carry this film was a lot of faith. And I think she, I, I, we can go through some characters, but for me, she was phenomenal. Like she did such a good job and I thought it was really, I thought it was really, really smart to cast all these characters and really not play her up mm-hmm. and then to have her be the most important character. It was a triumph of marketing to showcase all of these characters by these big actors as if it's a real whodunit. And frankly, the movie is not a whodunit. No, you you find out with it, and everyone I've talked to is like, so after the first thirty minutes, you're like, well, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, why don't you talk through those that the the process of those thirty minutes, like what is happening? Yeah, um, you've got the interviews with the family members to introduce them and setting up this grander mystery around what is looking like a suicide. Um, and then we come to find out that uh, Ana de Armas's character, um, Marta. Marta, has accidentally given Christopher Plummer a lethal dose of drugs. And to help her from going to jail and... Her mom getting deported, that seemed to be the big thing. Yep. Then she, uh, you know, he kills himself, slits his own throat, and helps her before he does plot exactly how she's going to cover it to make it look like a true suicide so they won't 
run the toxicology report, um, which would show that she fucked up and whatnot. And then it's, oh, okay, that's it. And now we're going to follow her, try and cover up her own murder. It takes it takes a turn from what you expect it to be considerably. But a hundred percent. And you also get all these false narratives from the family members. Mm-hmm. Different flashbacks. Um, I love how each time they're telling about the birthday. The birthday, the, the family it's whoever, is around Yeah, him. whoever's perspective it is, is the one who's right next to him uh, when he's blowing out the candles. It was great. But it doesn't become a whodunit. There's even really not much mystery aside from, oh, who actually hired um, Daniel this Craig's guy, character. Or did someone hire him? Yeah. That was like my big question is, did someone hire him? Yeah. Because he talks about how Christopher Plummer had a relationship with his father. And I'm like, oh, oh, red herring, mm-hmm. red herring. Yeah. <laughs> there was enough. There were clues all over the place to try and get you to guess. Oh, well, it's more complicated. It's more complicated. What's going on? And yes, there was the added complication. Turns out that the medication had already been switched. She gave him the right one because someone else was trying to kill him. So it was actually a suicide. It was a true suicide. Um and she foiled the plan of Chris Evans's character after he'd been cut out of the will. That was the, that's alert. the twist. They the whole family was getting cut out of the will because he felt he had done them a disservice by helping them. Right. And Chris Evans was aware of it. And so, it was very close to his grandfather. The time where I started suspecting him is he he commented he told me that night that you were the only other per- you beat him more at go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would he say that if yeah. it wasn't, if he didn't know that this was going to happen? Yeah. And so, and he also, though, I was his re- research assistant. I'm like, mm, yeah. And did you check your email? Maybe they sent you an email. Yeah. <laughs> Those were it's, my big things. But then I was also like, it feels too obvious then. Well, as soon as he said the thing about the prop knife in the beginning, I was like, mm-hmm. so he's going to pick up a knife at some point that was i was mm-hmm. like that's way too obvious a line for and that you yeah. know all that so i just kind of watched him from that point on but i think uh the best thing about this movie is that it's not a whodunit it's not a real mystery by any stretch it is a family drama it it's is. a family drama viewed through the lens of an outsider and it is a gleeful romp watching these spoiled, wealthy, entitled white folk self-destruct in front of us. And And like not a one of them is truly likable except for the grandmother. Mm Mm-hmm. And like when even when she said, "Oh, you're back again," I immediately like gasped and scared. I was like, she, she, he left earlier. I'm like, no, no, no. Yep. It's, um, I think my least favorite but also favorite character in this regard is like just for overall shittiness is Catherine Langford as the oh my god Meg and Meg? I'm like why why do Megs get such a bad rap, bad rap you know what as a Meg I am offended and no like she was such a shit right so enlightened so woke so girl power, so I get your struggle, so, oh my God, Marta, I love you. But it seemed so earnest until an ounce of her status was threatened, until her lifestyle or anything about her was in question, then 
fuck all that. And she's just as shitty as her Trumpy ass uncle and her, you know, alt right troll cousin and her boss bitch aunt. Like she's I hated she's that as bad Marta as all. Hugged of them. her though. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, no, I. Yeah, she was a really interesting reflection on a very big majority of a generation where it's like we can stand on our pedestals and preach all these things but when our life is threatened our way of our comfortable way of living is threatened Mm -hmm. we are not thinking about others we're not going to make the sacrifice no and that's that is i think it actually for me like coming from a very liberal city last the last place i lived like it is a majority of the people i met and so it's very interesting like we can preach to the cows come home that we shouldn't lock children up but like when you're basically threatening a person with having her mother deported Mm -hmm. then no i mean because it's it's for your livelihood right exactly i i mm -hmm. i agree wholeheartedly I was so angry. I loved that final scene where they all look up at her and she's drinking from that mug. And I'm, and, and Daniel Craig's like, well, I don't think you should help him, but I feel like you're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I was like, you are a much better person. But I like that it kind of goes unanswered. I also definitely got miss. I, I, I started focusing on Neil, the dead son. Because they don't talk about him at all. Yeah. And I was like, I maybe he's alive and hates his family so much that he faked his death and hired this detective because he knew something was afoot. Right. There's so many little breadcrumbs and angles throughout and the it's arc actually direction because like half of them lead to nowhere. Exactly. Oh yeah. Most of them. You go you, it it is not a mystery in that regard at all. It's just a family drama thriller with a with one twist, and it's not even that much of a it's, twist. Yeah, it's really it's, it's really a, a family. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really about a family mm-hmm. and how they're slowly destroying each other. So it's it's a it's a biography of my life. I was gonna say very relatable, great for the yeah, Thanksgiving no. holiday. I got. I honestly think the timing of it coming it. out on Thanksgiving was sort of genius. Oh, it's perfect. It's absolutely. Like, I was perfect. like, even the date. It's like mm-hmm. when uh, the only other time I've been like truly like impressed is when they did a new Omen at, uh, and it released on six six six. Nice. Yeah. Too bad the movie wasn't great, but you know, yeah. I mean, like still. It was, I I think there was so much care put into so many elements of this film. And so rarely do we see this. So rarely do we get that opportunity. And so that was delightful. And it was lush to look at. The camera work, the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. It was the like, home. it was like menacing Wes, um, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like Wes Anderson and Wes Craven met right in the middle. Um, I like that. West by West. Westward. Yeah, it's exactly. Westworld. Yeah. It's, it makes me want more movies from Ryan Johnson, but you know what it makes me want more than anything? To A hug your mom. series of movies. Yeah. Starring Daniel Craig's Ben Oblock. Oh, I he want, was, I was so surprised by how much I loved it. I want a Ben Oblock 
series of films. And like, I mean, that he can retire name. Bond. He doesn't have to stay in crazy good shape anymore. He can film one every couple years and just have him solving different mysteries that maybe aren't really mysteries, but are social commentaries with like a little mystery element. Ooh, yeah. Like he basically takes down the, uh, the, the, uh, ooh, the social justice warriors of our generation. I dig it. I, I love it. I love it so much. And I love a good alliteration. Blanc, better Blanc, and the the and you know what I I the the dialect a little silly, but also totally worked. And his narration of himself in that car, like the donut hole just, with a donut is in fact a smaller donut. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard at all of that. Ugh. It was it was great. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And oh god, and like like Keith Stanfield, I. I mean, I you know my feelings about Lakeith Stanfield. I love him. I know him. you detest him. I know. I think he, I think he is incredibly underrated still somehow, and I don't understand how. When I say, "Oh yeah, Lakeith Stanfield's in that," and people are like, "Who?" I'm like he's that other detective, and then they're like, "Oh yeah," and then they have, you know, it's just like it bothers me because he is incredibly talented and he has led a lot of films and he's starred in enough things, but he is also just a talent to like take these scenes. And I loved that moment where he's like, that was the dumbest, that was the dumbest fucking like car chase ever. And like, Mm -hmm. he took these, a very small role and Ryan Johnson is very good. Like with Paul Dano and Looper, he cast these really really skilled actors to play these roles that otherwise would not have been appreciated but people are willing to do them because it's ryan johnson right and like he has this cred in i think the acting community that like you want to do it but i loved it i loved that he had all these people like the original scream queen jamie lee uh, curtis and Mm -hmm. you you know you had don johnson being a complete nutter asshole michael shannon being weird as fuck as per usual love it you know i mean like i and oh my god tony collette yeah as a fucking influencer i was like way to shed a light on the ridiculousness of that she she was Jamie Lee Curtis was probably my favorite, but oh, Tony I mean, Collette was a co- close second for her dialogue alone. The I, shit I did she just said. That. Yeah, I did just Google that. Like, I love it. Tony Collette's amazing. Like, she's I've so recently good. been like very like into everything she's been doing, but like a lot of books I've been reading have been like there's some sort of story that actually relates to her. Hmm. And it's very interesting. Like, cause I, I, I've been reading a lot of memoirs and hmm. she does a lot. She's been around, she's done some things and she's wonderful. I just loved United States of Terra so much. And I, I have, never watched it. Oh my God. This has For been her one of the great and James Brie of my Larson. life. It is, it is the greatest. Yeah. It's that. Oh, and uh, what is Lisa Kudrow's series that she did? The Comeback. I've never watched either of those shows. Oh, and me and Maya actually talked recently uh, when we were in Missoula together. There's a show that she really likes that I've never watched. So that I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that one because what's it called? I can't remember. I can't remember what the show was. Maya, if you're listening to this, what was the show called? Yeah, I'm gonna um, cut that out. I could just fucking text her. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can just text her. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited because I feel like I, this is the year I'm going to finally watch a lot of those shows that I haven't watched. So Dan, I'm curious, did you, let's talk, I know that it was a pretty solid cast, but let's talk best, worst, our wild card. Yeah, I'd say the best for me was um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. The worst for me was probably Catherine Langford, just because I felt like there was there was more that could have been done with the role that I think she's capable of. She felt just a little just a little flat. Um, yeah. And you know she was detestable but necessary. And my wild card was. Daniel Craig. I mean, I did not expect to just fucking adore that performance so much. Yeah. So for me, Chris Evans was my best because I fucking love him as the smarmy douchebag. I love him coming back from that old wholesome Captain America thing. He's he's complete human torch in this. Yeah. Like, do you he's remember flaming. the days when he was a fucking tool and when he did things? Oh, because it, this was reminiscent of him as a as an evil ex boyfriend. Yeah. There you go. Oh my god, I forgot about him being the evil ex boyfriend, the stunt, uh, like doing all the skateboard tricks, mm-hmm. you know. And we also had Superman as an evil ex boyfriend. So go. you know, pretty impressive. Um, I would say, but I loved him coming back at that. I also felt the same with Catherine Langford. Um, and then Anna de Armas was my wild card. So impressed by her. So I good. love Daniel Craig. He was very close on my best list, but I did. I Chris Evans doesn't come really into the story until the second act, and I think he does a really great job. But much like when he comes in real life, when he comes in, he comes hard. He does come hard. And, yeah. like, I loved... I, I'm not going to lie. I just had sweater envy the entire time. I know. You are you are. I wore full. my cable knit just, just for the occasion. Did you? Because I got a sweater that is also... It's gray, but it's reminiscent of your sweater. And I was like, I feel like a writer. I feel like an alcoholic. I feel like an, a hermit. I'm, I'm feeling good. I mean, so those are normal feel like feelings for you, right? Yeah, they are. The sweater just true, personifies them. But now I them. just... I personify it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, so Dan... Anything you would change? Anything Anything you wanted to see that you didn't see? I know that it's hard with these whodunits and with all the fucking red herring. Some of them are necessary. Some of them aren't. There's a version of this movie that is a real mystery. And if, the, if we're going for the, the real mystery version, um, I would want um, just, you know, pie in the sky, a result where um one of his one of his grandchildren killed him and not the one you think like i i would like i would have liked it if Catherine langford had accidentally killed him you know what i really wanted the the youngest the the alt-right troll yeah i wanted him to but i honestly if i if i if it was really going to be a mystery though it might have been predictable i kind of wanted daniel craig to be the murderer mm-hmm or to have like a vendetta element because like Christopher Plummer wronged his father when they worked together yeah. for research. Sure. I don't know. That's that's I can't my join your that's book my t- is based on my father. <laughs> that's um oh fun fact, I just found out the TV show I'm supposed to watch. It's called The Librarians. 
Oh. I've never watched that. Have fun. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, the most fun part. The most, the most fun part. What would you call this? Because I have some names. Uh, I would call this movie The Last Detective. Okay, I like that. I was I was super prepared for you to have it be like the uh, the detective's name colon the case of. So right. I'm surprised, but good. So I have two that I narrowed it down to. Give me your whole list. Just just no, rattle them no, all. No, I don't okay. have it down written like it's written but it's in my backpack and that feels like a whole thing. So the family stoner because ah. yeah. Or but also based off a very recent film that came out like I guess a year or two ago, fighting with my family. Awesome. You know me. I love to take titles and I twist them around. You gotta so. twist the knife. So would you recommend this though? Would you say people go see this? Go watch this? Yeah. What are you fucking doing listening to our bullshit? Go yeah, see I know, this movie. Guys, like seriously, why are you here? And I'm really excited, Dan, because we're gonna have another big film at the end of this month Month? well not the end of this month i mean sort of the end of this month two-thirds of the way through i I mean we'll talk about the the recording date because i'm seeing it before you but i i we can record before i go to seattle i just figured out time wise if you have time what we can record what day are you going to seattle i'm going to seattle christmas eve oh okay so there's time yeah see what's become of me um, so guys, in case you haven't guessed by the dates we're discussing, we're going to see the final, I mean, the final, the, quote, final. But, I mean, the, the, the final of discussing this goddamn family line that we don't understand. Uh, we, we are going to see little women. We're really, really <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> I am, honestly. I'm excited oh, God, for that I'm movie. I'm so fucking excited about it. Also, I mean, Florence Pugh, are we having a, a, a Florenaissance? Ooh. Well, like, let's I hope it doesn't Black go trailer, I'm, like, I'm like, girl. And like when she wears a flower crown in Little Women, I'm just like, Midsummer? Like, she's just this doing This is her goddamn year. I mean, like, she went from like nothing to, well, I mean, Everything. she was doing stuff, but like, but she went got... from like, she's now a household name. Like, she gets to marry fucking Timothy Chalamet if they're going true to the story. I can um, I be honest? I don't, don't get. You I don't, don't like Timothy Chalamet. I don't get the appeal. I, not as an actor. You know what? I just mean sexually. Yeah. Well, talk to your your voice doppelganger, John Mulaney's wife. Oh, she's into Timothy Chalamet. Well, look she, who she married. She's into little boys. Yeah. There's a. I'll send you. I'll send you his Independent Spirit Award, where he talks about his wife being in Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, Chalamet, you stay. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about Star Wars Episode Fucking Nine. We have been alive to watch the prem, like the premiere of six out of nine Star Wars films. You know, and Adair in. In 15 years, when they do a surprise teaser for episode 10, I hope we watch that one together, too. Me, too. Me, too. I appreciate that. Well, Dan, I kind of want to go and watch that James Bond trailer, so uh, any last words? 
keep your knives sharp. You got the wrong podcast, man. <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.